I mean, I was talking to a guy for a, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my God. I think I blew a gas. You sounded like a cartoon character. First. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Hello. Hello, Merlin. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I oh, got it. We, did you just throw a toaster oven against a tile wall? No, why? Oh. Is this the gaslighting you do? I remember this. Uh, you made a bunch about? of booms. You, you made a bunch of booms just now, which is fine. No, no, but I didn't I, actually. I don't know. Maybe. You're gas, you, damn, you're gaslighting me. And I, I hate to say that on the show, but don't gaslight me. I'm, I'm genuinely not. I just, turn, I just turned everything on and connected Dan, to you. Well, we're going to spend the whole episode just on this one thing. Okay. Unless you admit that you just threw a toaster oven against the towel. I wall. mean, I definitely sometimes feel like I want to throw the toaster oven, but they're worse and more diverse. What did what are you saying you heard? It sounded like a toaster oven being thrown. See, now you're gonna make me release the audio. I normally uh, trust no, you. No, I want you to release the audio. I would love uh-huh. to hear that. Oh, you you oh, I see. I see. You just get a book on oh. reverse psychology and almost finish it. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ, Dan. Good morning. It's Good the optimistic morning. day. <laughs> May having, the force be, be with you. No, No. I don't. No, Mm -mm. (laughs) the fourth is not with me. No, (laughs) no, no. I mean, you know, okay, I'll give you an example. I I, I don't observe corporate, not real holidays. Um, But a fun thing we do in our family, we just got our uh, Mother's Day cards last night because we go Uh to Walgreens sometimes for daddy daughter Walgreens trip. Yeah. And um, uh, she got mom a happy bar mitzvah and I got her uh, a greeting card for Mother's Day. It's from the sub brand uh, called Mahogany, and that's 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 it's got a picture of a, of a beautiful uh, a silhouette of a beautiful black woman on the front, and then it's very very long and has a lot. Now, what was that? Are you what are you doing with drumsticks? What was I that? just sent my wooden spoon down. I don't. Um... What do you do with a wooden spoon? Stuff for your wooden coke? You know, I like I like cooking uh, with things that make chefs nervous. Okay, okay. You mean like on Top Chef, like when they got to do something difficult, like risotto or dessert. <laughs> Yes, or use or use wooden spoons and wooden cutting boards. Apparently, that's oh, or like when they shave their head. Okay, um, you know, I uh, cutting boards. We get that. We got one of those fancy ones in our house. If it's extra fancy, we call it fancy. Oh, and it's, I think it's I want to say it's by I want to say moose, M O O S moose moose. I want to say moose moose cutting board. And we've had a couple of these, and they're oh, see, it tried to steal. Dan, Dan, when I'm configuring and reconfiguring and, and re-reconfiguring a computer, can we talk about what's going on some someday, not today? Let's Today's talk about something day. important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Here's the thing. I don't like the way my focus is constantly stolen from me. Because when you're configuring and reconfiguring, there's a thing you're going to be doing a lot. Yes, you're going to be clicking some buttons because you got to say, it's okay for this connection, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But, you know, you're entering your password a lot. Over and over and over. So sometimes you, you've got to read real carefully. And sometimes you're entering your password for your computer machine. Sometimes you're entering your password, in my case, for this Apple ID. Mm-hmm. And then you can guess the third part. Sometimes I'm that Apple ID and I'm real, really concentrating. I'm looking at the keyboard. I'm being extra. Uh-oh, guess what? Something else wants your password. And now the first half of your password is in this field. And the second half is in that field. You know what I'm saying? Stop stealing. Like Stop stealing. I feel like it's OS 10 at some point started stealing my focus all the time. And I hate it. Do you know well, what I'm talking about, Dan? I don't know if you remember this, but when we Let first- Let me finish what I'm working on before you put something else in my face. That's irresponsible. When we first started the show, one of the things yes. I promised you is that I would never steal your focus. 
You never steal my foot because he said you'd never lie. Right. That's the one thing. It was yeah. like, no, that's Kaylee McEnany. But um, <laughs> so we're here today, yeah. and it sounds like you've got some new gadgetry, including a toaster oven and a wooden spoon. You yep. like making a chef nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never found, you know, because my focus got stolen. Yeah. So pretty early here. Hi, how are you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm, uh, I've got some good questions excited. for you. You sound excited. You sound enthusiastic. I feel enthusiastic. I've got a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's the auspicious day, as you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesday. I'm totally into it. I want, mm-hmm. it might be booze. Yeah, it's booze. John Booze. B-O-O-S. And it's the R. I see John Booze. Uh, um, uh, John Booze Block R03 Maplewood Edge Grain Reversible Cutting Board 20 inches by 15 inches by 1.5 inches. Now, now that's nice. That's the font. As I mentioned, that's Fonsi. But then from uh, some strawberries. Uh huh. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, try the fish. And hmm, <laughs> uh, the problem is though, then you get the fancy one that I, that I got from mom, and then like you get some strawberry juice or a food dye on there, and it's really hard to get out. So then you have to use this stuff. So now we're now we're into Leslie Harpold territory. Rest in peace, because you're <laughs> buying toys for your toys. Yeah, she did pass away, but she she gave me so much wisdom in her in her life. Um, and one of them was, I hate buying toys for my toys. Mm. So you got the John Booze Block 3 R05 Maplewood board, but then you know what you got to buy? Mm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mystery oil. Okay, this, is, this actually is a nice segue into some of the questions that I have for you. Oh, okay. Is it about Agatha Christie? Close. It's close. Okay. Dan, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's this Booze Block, Booze Block. <laughs> Booze block, mystery, mystery butcher oil. Oh, I don't want there to be a mystery butcher. Oh, no. Let me add this to, I don't need to add other notes. Damn, where are people, I don't hear, I don't hear at all. Where do people find notes for episode uh, 529 of your Back to Work program? They are going to go to backtowork.limo slash 529. Nine. 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 Okay, Makshaw. When that girl uh, turns around and it's not Ferris funny it's you creepy she was yeah she's so cute she was, she was everyone in that movie is adorable so adorable and then when sloan was, was in that that movie with um with tim curry as the devil oh oh i saw her now i get her confused sometimes with kari but uh now sloan peterson great knees can i just say that let's get it out of the way she has great knees <laughs> i'm not even a knee guy <laughs> but i don't think now i may be a knee guy now you are. Now we're not we're not supposed to laugh because it's problematic, but I, I think it's really funny when Ed Rooney says so. That's, that's how it is in there, family. Now why are we, we're not supposed to laugh at that? Not anymore. No. Back then it was quite hilarious. Yes, when a high school girl is going out with someone who appears to be uh, Inspector Gadget, or possibly. <laughs> or Do you think that's possibly, why he was cast in that role for just because of that really one scene? Like, oh my God! Wait a minute. Wait, was he in the Inspector Gadget movie? Yeah, that was him. I, but, but, okay, we got to find this for for for, for it was sure. Him? No, I'm positive of this. When you he's don't there to with Cameron's dad's up. Cameron's dad's car, and he's standing there, Sloan. Sloan, come on, come along, dear. Yeah, right. He does. Look Do like you have a kiss for daddy? And then the, <laughs> the creepy scene happens. It's so strange. Why it's was that okay? So Why was good. it okay? It's not okay. It wasn't funny then. It's not funny now. It wasn't. Are you it was sure funny. it wasn't? You uh, never thought that was funny. Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, so we watch in our house now. Uh, we we uh, we're really we're down on a lot of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and we're doing a lot of BoJack Horseman. 
And uh, uh, have you ever seen BoJack Horseman? Okay, I've seen it, and then I decided to save it no, to no. watch with um, yeah, for, my boy when prison. he was older. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Um, but there's a character in that named um, Vincent. I have to say it the way as he first introduced himself. And what's your name? He told drink water. And he goes, oh, Vincent, adult man. <laughs> and he's obviously three children in a trench coat, which, as you know, Dan... <laughs> Is not only never, never not funny. It's always funny, but it might be the funniest thing in the world is three kids in a trench coat. Mm-hmm. And, and this kitty cat uh, agent, later manager, ends up dating Vincent Adult Man, even though he's obviously three children in a trench coat. Um, so blocks of wood. I'm going to close that. Dan's gaslighting me. Dan, don't, you don't even eat toast, do you? What do you, what do you heat up in your toaster oven? I do. I do eat toast sometimes. Various different. I don't kinds understand. Of I thought it caused you physical pain. I'm so confused. But, you, but wait, you, aren't you all, aren't you off grain? Yeah, not not all bread is containing uh, the glutens. Gluten free. Oh, I thought you just avoided it on principle. No. Okay. Um, um, we've got things to talk about. I feel like you have got uh, you you've got you've got um, a lot of. Not gadget, but you've got some techie tech things, right? Some mm-hmm. fun new th- additions to your life. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. And and yeah, I would actually say yeah. What you want to talk about ga- voice stuff? It sounds like gadgets. you're doing things with your beautiful that beautiful instrument of yours. Those pipes, as I call them, <laughs> I got pipes in my cans right now. <laughs> Title. Voice stuff. Can I get a? I want to get a couple things off my chest, and then we'll go into all in on gadgets. Does that work for you? Yeah, and I have a couple other things I want to mention as well. I'll talk as long as you want. I got nowhere to be. Okay. I got that stinky John Syracuse at five, but until then, I'm good. Um, um, let me go look. Have you added things to notes that I should see? Uh, yeah, a couple well, things. I, I um, did. I think I did. Huh. Okay, clicking on this. Mm-hmm, click. Boy, Jan, I, you know, it's like, like I say, it's like moving house. You think you're done when you're moving into a new computer? Mm. Wow. You're that, still, that still last... in that process, I'm guessing. I feel like I still am, uh, because as we've discussed, I think now for the last three episodes, I have this this idea is becoming increasingly important to me, which is about how the things work with the other things, all the things mm. that work together. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't sort of, um, I don't know, it's almost like, imagine you had like, uh, you discovered that like you're in a uh, some kind of cabin and you discover when it rains a little bit that the ceiling is dripping, right? And then when it rains more, the ceiling drips more. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, ideally, it's not your roof, but ideally, you'd uh, like to not have the drips. There's certain kinds of drips that are unavoidable regardless, but there are other kinds of drips that you won't discover until there's a torrential downfall. And I feel like setting up a new computer is like that, where mm-hmm. you might, again, like moving the couch in the bed and feeling like you're halfway down with the house. The last 5% takes 10 times longer because you're still discovering it wasn't until this one time that you go, oh, you know, I need to fix all of these eventually. And when you're doing something like a podcast, you don't want to screw it up because you no. forgot to reinstall Ace and <laughs> had to turn on system extensions or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like I was disloyal to this computer from the first moment because I think I feel like I did all the some things. I don't. Are you not supposed to turn on Rosetta? Are you not supposed to turn on system extensions? Like, how does anybody do anything? Do you know? I don't know. No, I don't know, and I still have never. Are you supposed to leave those off because then you can't do stuff. I've of never even touched one of these M1 computers. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I don't want a bunch of texts because I'm pretty sure that's what causes, you know, things like kernel panics, but mm. no way around. Oh, this is really boring. Okay. So show notes, looking at links. I just want to get a couple quick things off my chest. Uh, I had a bunch, but I can, uh, most of it will, um, 
uh, we'll wait. Um, oh, this is just this is an article that I've wanted to link to and potentially talk about for the last couple of weeks. And I just wanted to put it in front of people because I thought it was real good. Um, as y'all know, I think you know. Yes, you know, because I mentioned it a lot. There's a show on Slate called How To with Charles Duhigg that I like a lot. We mm-hmm. we have we visited here about the one with Tignataro talking about neighbors. I think we talked about another one a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I wanted to point you all to this because it's it uh, fits in our wheelhouse at a slight angle, but it mm. still does fit. It's uh, the title is "I'm Great at My Job, So Why Do I Feel Like a Fraud?" Now, before mm-hmm. I say this phrase, I'm going to say I think this is a very, very overused phrase that is not particularly w- well defined or well interrogated in the public world. But I do buy the idea of imposter syndrome. And that's why it says here, the uh, this episode, How to Overcome Imposter Syndrome. Like, even though I'm good at my job and all of these things, like, how old am I going to be before I ever feel like I, I'm competent, let alone allowed to feel competent? Is there a connection to that between feeling deserving of something as well? Is it a self-esteem thing? or is mm, that's, it- a, uh, that's a great question. I... I mean, I was talking to a guy for a, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my God. I think I blew a gas. like a cartoon character. For a... Did you hear that? <laughs> that was amazing. Wow. Um, we got, we've captured it. We captured it. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, yeah. Don't, don't even take that out. That was, no, that was I won't. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I won't. Um, I, uh, I was talking to a guy recently who for whatever Isn't that reason, a sign of aging when you can no longer control the things your body I mean, does? everything, but everything but death is a sign of aging, Dan. Okay. Yeah, don't, right. my, my Buddhism is not your costume. I always feel like oh. aging is kind of like a curve. Like you, you're aging up until <laughs> then you start aging down. Oh. You know, like I mean, if you're, if you're three years old, you're aging up. But then you don't start aging oh, down well, until you're. Oh, Dylan had a had a line about that. You know, <laughs> no, no, yeah, he's not busy born; is busy dying. And I've been busy dying since the day I was born. I think that's what you know? um, Red says you're... in Shawshank Redemption: "Get busy living." Well, get busy I, th- I think dying. you're thinking. Of, I think you're thinking of Bane. Oh, right. You know? of course. So, like, I was born in the darkness. Huh? Do it. And... Do it. I need to hear it. I was getting interviewed. I'm so excited. No, Bane, for this do article. the Bane. I need to hear it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ooh. <clears throat> I don't know. Something sounds like Yoda a little bit. <clears throat> Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Can I do little I was finger instead? In the dark. No, 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 no. I'm very good at my job. So why you. do I have imposter syndrome? Do the whole uh-huh. rest of the show as Bane, I think. Okay, and then I'll let you die. <laughs> uh, so I was. Uh, I'm just mentioning this because I'm kind of proud of this. I talked to this writer that I like a lot, and uh, hopefully it'll make it into Wired talking about in particular to to do apps and um so uh i was just mentioning how you know spoiler alert for anybody who's ever heard this show the problem is not that the apps don't do enough it can be i mean you know if you legitimately if you're legitimately bronchial if you actually like you know (laughs) now i'm gonna watch that again thanks yeah if you actually do if you use your phillips head screwdriver enough that the, the blades have lost their sharpness and now they're just you know barely even successfully stripping screws, guess what? You need a new screwdriver because you can't do that job. I, I realize this is a little dismissive, but, you know, with to-do apps, you know, I think you got to find what works for you, but you got to focus always on the getting done of the work. And um, and so I was talking about my sort of, um, my thought technologies for why people, and I, I mean this in the most Merlin 2021 way. I'm trying to be kind. I'm trying to be understanding. I'm trying to like, you know, uh, broaden my understanding of and, and sympathy for other people. Um, 
So I'm not the mean guy, hopefully, that I used to be so much. I'm not yelling at you here, but I am saying, like, if you're finding uh, weeks and months and years going by and you still haven't, quote, found the right to-do app, well, uh, as John Sarkeesa says, you might want to pop that stack a little bit mm-hmm. and find out, ask yourself a more basic question. And again, in a kind and generative way, but like, wh- why, why am I finding my work so difficult to do? And I think there's all kinds of ways to address that. I'm getting, I'm going somewhere with this, but like, you know, it's helpful to say, well, one of the things I've found useful in the past is like, are there things about my job that are necessarily difficult, but that's what makes the job, the job that it is? Or are there things that seem like they're more difficult, time consuming, um, uh, invasive, like more like they're taking too much time that I can't do the work I feel is my real work? Well, I think that that's the kind of question to ask yourself. Ask yourself what parts of your job are necessarily hard you know, as you say, difficult, and what parts of your job are, like, what parts are necessarily difficult and what parts aren't, and, like, address that, or address, again, a flavor of procrastination. And as we all know, everybody sing along, procrastination is just different flavors of fear. Title. Wow, that's good. Procrastination represents different flavors of fear. And ordinarily, it's difficult to confront that. Why would would I want to sit around and think about the sources of fear in my life or anxiety when I could be out there finding, you know, a to-do app that has tags in the color that I prefer because boy, <laughs> then I'll be able to get it all done. Yeah. And I, I think there's a similar thing going on with imposter syndrome. Not, not the same thing, but I think we have, we, uh, we tend to, our strong feelings about our life, our strong feelings about ourselves, our long held opinions about ourselves can be a real thistle to try and understand and like, I think it's not unusual at all to feel like um, I'm, I, I feel like my self-esteem maybe isn't so good. Even if I'm say like a public person, I might not have the best self-esteem. And no matter how, how much I uh, achieve or how much I, <laughs> or, you know, or how much I, uh, I bet there's people with MAs and PhDs who have imposter syndrome, maybe more even than other people. I remember going to what was considered a very good school in college in Florida. And when I arrived there, I felt like I had to, I must be the dumbest person who's ever gone to school here. You know, like they say, by the, by the crummiest house in the best neighborhood, yeah. you know, not the other way around. Yeah. I always felt surrounded by people who understood life better than I did. So is it any wonder at all that I sometimes feel like, oh, I must have lucked into whatever I had, or in my case, certainly a lot of privilege. But, you know, I think that's part of where imposter syndrome comes from, is like, there's no way that I could be as good at this as I actually am, which feels, again, now here, a corollary to to the Dunning-Kruger effect, where the less you know about what you're doing, the better you probably think you are at it. I don't know, Dan. I think there are a lot of people who get it. I just have this contra that then i do have this feeling that imposter syndrome becomes this strange merit badge that ends up being sort of fishing for compliments that's just my opinion uh. like if you even pot you're an, you're an adult like <laughs> figure it out <laughs> but you know again sorry that was very merlin uh, 19, 2019 it's called uh anyway it's a slate podcast and you can listen to it uh, i really like this series uh how to uh, the one today was really weird and interesting. Today's how-to was about how to break up with somebody who's been your friends with benefits person during the pandemic and uh, have them remain a friend, you know, especially if you're a competitive ballroom dancer. It's very specific advice in this instance. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that it's for everybody. Right. I got something out of this uh, at length here at 19 minutes, 38 seconds. 
I got something out of this that I thought was really interesting. I feel like I must have heard this before. I know I've done this before, mm-hmm. but I first heard the well. I heard, first heard this as a phrase, I think, in this podcast. And here's the phrase: distanced. What's well, hard to say? It's like breasts. Distanced self-talk. Hmm. And so I dropped a couple links in here um, for distanced self-talk. And you know, you could think of this a little bit like mm, maybe not mindfulness, but a little bit CBT, not the German kind. But a little bit like where where you're uh, trying to do, you're saying you could do things like uh, thought stopping and things like that. And the idea here is don't when you are when you do have the voice in your head, if you have the voice in your head, listen for that voice that's basically a first person voice. I'll hmm, I don't know. I bet there could, there could be a debate about this, but you know, I, I bet the the niggling feeling of imposter syndrome starts with the first person voice going, ooh, I'm probably not as good as I think. And then at some point that probably does turn into an intrusive second or third person voice. So second person, you Hmm. are not as competent as you think. Or in this like third person, oh man, Merlin man does not know what he's doing. So the idea with distant self-talk is to realize what that voice is, shift it to something besides first person, and talk to yourself. It isn't like you're supposed to like... I mean, it's not, you don't have to give yourself a karate kid speech or something, but the idea of speaking to yourself in second person, like you don't have to be a weird hippie to do that. I thought you could check out these articles. One of them is an academic article and the other one is, I don't know, from Vulture or something. I don't know. But uh, I thought that was good. That's all. And then can I do one more quickie and then we'll throw it to uh, something you like in gadgets? Yeah, sure. I just wanted to mention something. This is something that has uh, come up perpetually as uh, on my journey. <laughs> my tech projects of things like trying to enhance privacy in, in good ways. But, you know, you may remember the last few weeks I have uh, one time or another mentioned, I wish there was something like an outbound firewall, you know, something like Little Snitch. Like, I wish I could run that, you know, at sort of my router level. And mm-hmm. I forget how I ended up doing this, but I, I ended up looking at Little Snitch again. Now, again, that's just going to be for a Mac. You're not going to get the full treatment that you would with an actual firewall. I have not used a little snitch in forever. And I started, I, I started using it and I, ba- I bought it. I bought a family license within like a few minutes because boy, it does some stuff now that it didn't used to do. And I'd like to share that with people real quick. So little snitch is made by, uh, I think it's called objective development. It's the same folks who do my beloved launch bar. You know, they're one of those companies kind of like, you know, mini tricks or uh, rogue amoeba that just makes so many really terrific things for Mac users. So Little Snitch, in the way that I used it a few years ago, was amazing, but a little bit crazy making. So Little Snitch is basically this app you install, you turn it on, and it looks for any inbound or outbound network activity on your Mac, right? And, you know, real straightforward. And so nominally, the idea is you'll discover if there's some wackadoo stuff happening. But to get to those points, I mean, haven't we all had that thing? It used to be a Windows affliction, and now it's very much a Mac affliction. So you start up, you upgrade your, you know, OS, you do the thing, and suddenly you get so many pop-ups again, right? So many authorizations, so many logins, so many things. And the the downside of that, or the regrettable knock-on effect of that, is you go a little um, blind to all of those pop-ups, right? And you start clicking stuff, even though you're not sure what it does. Well, with Little Snitch, it does that. You might go a little bit crazy saying, yes, that's fine. It's just trying to look at CNN. Or, yes, that's okay. That's just, you know, this statistics thing that I run or whatever. Well, here's a couple great new things, because it's always a couple things with objective development. Um, First of all, Little Snitch now has, I believe it's called silent mode. 
And this is so cool. Because again, just to, just to be clear here, the, the thing that's frustrating or annoying about Little Snitch that they definitely got is that when you first start using it, your computer becomes, eh, for at least an hour, it's going to be <laughs> virtually unusable because you're clicking so many things to approve. Do you know what I mean? Did you mm-hmm. ever use it? Yeah, I did use Little Snitch. I've used it. It's, it's a pretty a app. Yeah, I love the way their apps look. It's a very editorial, but still very Mac-like look to everything they do. Mm-hmm. But it was it was powerful. But but you know, I could see. I, I wonder if a lot of people just bailed or ran it in some kind of really silly state because of that. Well, guess what? Now they have this thing called Silent Mode. So you get it rolling, you set it up, you click lots of buttons, and you're not getting these pop-ups because all it's doing is accumulating uh, sort of analysis of all the the traffic that you have had and would have anyway. Do you follow? Yeah. And to it's interject, like, I think that that's kind of what people were really expecting, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Or hoping. What yeah. I was hoping that that it would go and like, I'm going to run this thing. And then later when I feel like it, I can go and review all the data that it's collected. But that's not, that's not that how it works. That is such a smart, <laughs> that is such a smart approach to so many things. I could go on for two hours on this. It's so valuable. And it's what in the past, why we talk about, why do I, um, quantify or track all this crazy stuff. In some cases, I don't know, apart from the fact that I suspect this might be good to know one day. And especially with things like Apple Health. You know, I don't need to look at Apple Health even once a week, as long as it's working, you know? If it's working, it's accumulating information over time that will eventually be potentially very useful to me or a, a health professional. You know, in this instance, with Little Snitch, it's accumulating all of this, okay, well, there's this app, that had this kind of connection or this process that did this kind of thing. Um, side note, I, I guess they've always had this, but it has also gotten better about explaining what the different processes are. If you've got like a something D running or whatever, mm-hmm. it'll, uh, <laughs> something D. That's a daemon, right? D means daemon? Yes. Or d- d- daemon, as you say? Daemon, D-A-E-M-O-N, technically. This is a, a <clears throat> what, what's it's called also in from, the Unix uh, world. Language a language in the wardrobe, I believe. A background process that's usually started from the command line. Is it, and it is runs kind of headless, usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there are kinds of things that you experience as an application or a menu bar thing and other kinds of things, like just run. And it could be, you, uh, <laughs> it's amazing how often you go out and, like, do a Google search on some kind of a daemon and you see how many other people are saying, do I need to have this thing running? What is this? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so number one, it's just accumulating that. And, I mean, it's not d- doing anything at, the, at, at that point. It's not, as they say, filtering, but it just runs, which is great. And then at your leisure, you can go in and um, and kind of say, oh, that, that seems kind of weird. Let's discover what that is. But guess what? It gets even better. They now support um, basically, I want to say block lists, but however you want to think of it, if there are certain kinds of connections that you want to always accept and certain kinds you want to always reject, and as with all of these things, you sort of trust the GitHub of a given person, there's a whole bunch of collections of, let's just call them block lists. Um, so first of all, a bunch of stuff starts out whitelisted in Little Snitch. So it has sets of rules already that say, okay, this is an Apple-related thing. This is an iCloud-related thing. This is like a general Apple running a Mac thing, right? Second, here's a collection of stuff related to, say, iCloud. And it so you don't end up, you know, closing the door on your wiener by, like, shutting off something you didn't realize was important because you didn't recognize the name, you know? Yes. It's like, it's really the the truism of, of life. Like, if I could just... You know, if I turned off all these processes, my computer would seem faster. But, well, then it wouldn't be a computer anymore. Um, and that's pretty powerful. I found one of these that looked sane. That's a combination of ads tracking and porn. 
So like if there's stuff you don't, well, no, those are the basic categories. The general categories are like, I don't want to, I don't know. There's certain kinds no, but of But I like terrain. the way that you kind of categorize it into those two big, and you're right. I mean, that's really what it right. is. Well, and especially <laughs> if you think about it, like there's so many different, at this point, there's so many different ways you can, hmm, I mean, content blocking is still kind of weird, but I get it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, I'm sure every single one of you that's ever published anything on the web has gotten at least one weird story about how your website is blocked for some strange reason. Like where, where, the, where the, 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 the crappy enterprise content blocker at somebody's office, you know, guessed that something was not, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just, um, but that knife has gotten a little bit sharper. Um, anyway, I, I, I'm really excited about this. I've only been running it for a few days, but so far so good. And, um, I mean, obviously the huge, the huge thing in terms of overcoming a previous annoyance is that it doesn't pop up all the time. Mm -hmm. But the second thing that arguably is even more powerful, like I say, are these lists and they're curated collections. You can find a webpage that'll be like, okay, here's one that has, you know, 300,000, uh, you know, things that it blocks. So I ran one that looked pretty good. I've installed one that looked pretty good. And when I go, it's got a filtering view where you can go and say, okay, show me all my connections. Now show me all the ones that are denied. Show me all the ones that were blocked by this particular list. And you can go in and kind of onesie twosie, see how you feel about it. So far, I have not run into anything strange. I wanted to mention Little Snitch because I believe in these independent Mac development companies. I'm really glad they exist. Uh, You might want to check out Little Snitch again. Little Snitch. It's so cute. It comes with a little helicopter beanie is the icon. Have you learned anything valuable yet from Little Snitch that you are prepared to, to share? Yeah, I mean, I can give it a spin. Like I say, so far, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a little bit like the, the days of Mozilla and Firefox where like when extensions first got big and, mm. you know, you get so many extensions that if something doesn't work, you're not sure which thing made it not work. I've got so many layers. I have like multiple drawbridges and portcullises in my life and it gets a little confusing sometimes. Like, so I've got ad blocking at the Eero level. I've got ad blocking at the browser level, like on Mac and iOS. And I've got Guardian, uh, not so much on Mac because it gets confused about VPN and stuff. But but so those are all things that are doing their level best to keep out. Uh, when, we, when we say, whenever I say add, just change that to, you know, <laughs> what would it be? Like a, it would be S slash add <laughs> slash mm-hmm. tracking. Yeah. Like substitute, yeah, substitute, you know, it's ads can be annoying, but ads are really about tracking. And it's it's a goddamn shame that we don't talk about that more, that we act like we're people who hate, you know, uh, we hate, you know, independent people being able to monetize their work. And it's like, no, I mean, if you had an ad like a gentleman, I'd be fine with it. It's just that you're being dishonest because you know that all that is being used to triangulate stuff. Now that Apple's saying you can't do that, I mean, that's going to be real interesting. I've got multi-layers of all that going on is the point. Let me go to, so right now I'm in silent mode, allow connections. I'm going to click on show network monitor. Um, oh, that's right. I turned it off a little bit ago. Um, no, but it's what's interesting though is it, I haven't gotten that much stuff showing up yet, but one is like, for example, that list caught... I don't need this because of my other levels of stuff, but the like Twitter ads, they shut off Twitter ads. Do you know about uh, Fixerific? Fixerific is new to me. I really, um, there's been a few of these, but let's mention um, friend of the show, Craig Hockenberry, who makes Twitterific. Also makes a real nice, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to find sometimes because extensions have become so like, I mean, I feel like we're handling 
you know, nuclear waste or something. <laughs> system extensions are so, you know, whereas on Chrome or Firefox, you've just got thousands and thousands of these things. On the Mac, it's always like, are you sure you want to do this? Do you really want to go into this dark part of the web to find this, you know, ad blocker? Um, because, boy, we want to protect you. Craig makes something called Fixerific. And um, you get the Fixerific app for your Mac that is expressed as an extension. I'll see if I can find it for notes while you tell me about something like Fixerific. Uh, take some of the stupid stuff off of Twitter on the web. That's the way I look at it at at the office. I mean, judge me, mm-hmm. but like that's how that's how I tend to look at Twitter when I look at Twitter. And it takes like a, so much stuff I don't even know exists anymore. It removes like recommended follow things. It removes that whole like busy right rail that you don't want to be looking at. <sighs> I love stuff like this. I love stuff that takes out the the cruft. Isn't it dumb that we have to do that? Like, one thing that I'm reminded of, if I can share a little story here. Yeah, please. I have a truck. It's a Ford F-150. and Classic. In these trucks, I think they started doing this in like mid, like 2015, 2016 time period. And the thinking behind this does make sense. The politics behind it is pretty dumb. But basically, this is a feature... That to Mm -hmm. my knowledge, you cannot get the truck without where (laughs) if you are stopped with for more than I don't know how long it is, 20 seconds or something, the truck will turn off that will shut the engine off. And then as soon as you take your foot off the brake and hit the gas, it'll start it up again and you start driving for um, pollution. Yes, it's like an emissions thing. Hmm. And my understanding is that Ford received tremendous tax incentives for oh. doing something like this. So there's there mm-hmm. are financial reasons as well behind the scenes that the EPA or whoever coordinated a thing where they get like really good tax breaks. I wonder if it's something like the way you negotiate it. with the MPAA for a rating. I think like it is. Like try and get your R down to a... Well, you know, in the sense of like to get your R down to a PG-13, famously, I don't know if this is technically the standard, but you could have one F word in a PG-13 movie and you can have all you want in an R, but you know, PG 13, at least back in the day, used to give your movie access to more people. You know what I'm talking? I'm saying obvious things here, but I wonder if it's a similar thing here where the net emissions of your car, maybe there's like a, there's gotta be something like the way they test, at least in California, when you do emissions testing, which is uh, mandatory, they obviously test all the different ways. Like, you know, how much are you emitting straight from the pipe? Is it what's coming out of here? I wonder if that's like a net emissions thing. We're like over a year stopping this car will save X, you know, megatons of uh, pollution. Remember what we said? I I feel smart that I said this. Um, I think it was not long ago because it's something I really believe. Mm -hmm. If uh, if you don't understand why something's happening, Dan, what are the two things you should consider as the reason? Do you remember this? I'm trying to and not remembering it. Money, Money and fear. Money and fear. If you don't know why someone or something is the way that it is. Follow the money. Or follow the fear Mm. title. Like, um, and in that case, you could say, well, is that for legal reasons? Is that for, well, that's kind of makes it about money a little bit. It's not bad, but like for all of the good intentions in the world, um, if there's a way that you could spend less money and make more money, that's what a lot of folks are going to do. You know, and I, I, obviously I'm trying to find this wonderful image and I can't find it. The other fear, then you get the fear of things like litigation, you know, or like think about what happened with Volkswagen and the way they were fudging their emissions data Especially given that that with the car where they fudged their emissions data was a car that a lot of people, including people I know, bought 
because of its, you know, anomaly lower emissions. Sure. Um, well, wait, 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 so, so the... Uh, no, sorry, you there, and then it stops. This feature yeah. is something that you can disable by hitting a little button on the dashboard that exists only to enable and disable this feature. When you mm-hmm. disable it, you can stop like normal. It's a permanent physical button. It is a permanent physical button, then not, wow. not a digital thing, but a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. So here's where it gets weird. Unlike most other buttons, in fact, I'll go out on a limb and say all other buttons in the truck. So for example, let's say I turn the radio on. And when I turn off the truck, the next time I turn on the truck, start the engine and turn it on, the radio will be on. The same thing would be for the climate control settings. The same thing would be for right. headlight settings, etc. You're, okay. you're getting the yeah. idea. There's a consistent. It remember, it's not your, necessarily your preferences, but it's almost like when you relaunch, do you want your windows to reopen? Like bringing you back to this particular. This is yeah. my normal state. Is this? Don't reset everything. And I think the way that cars have been in in my memory is if I leave the radio on and I and I when I shut it off and I start it up again, the radio is still going to be on. Well, this feature does not work like that. When you oh, turn it no. off, the next That's time you start it, it will be turned off again. Uh, so you have to remember to turn but it on almost every like, time. like the power got cut or something. That's exactly right. But Ugh. this is by design. So mm. they sell a, a third-party stuff that it, are little gadgets that basically looks like a circuit board with, with a whole bunch of weird wire connections that you crack the dashboard, you pull the front of the dashboard completely off, and you install <laughs> this thing, and they give you detailed videos and instructions on how to how to crack the dashboard open, what tools you need to use to do it, which you got to buy, and then you put this thing kind of in between the button on your dashboard and the wire coming from the button. And what this thing does is it simply turns it into a latching switch that remembers that you have actually turned it on or off so when you'd finally turn this feature off after you've done this mod this surgery to your truck mm-hmm. from then on if you turn it off it's going to stay off the next time that you start the truck and it will and if you have it turned on for whatever reason it will remember that and keep it on too um but like the amount of time that i had spent on researching this and getting this thing and installing it and all of this stuff and buying the right tools because they they sell these like plastic tools that are used to pop open dashboards in cars. Like there's toolkits for that. Yeah. Like almost like, oh, I fix it for your Mac. Guys. Yes, exactly. Right. That mm-hmm. you have to do it. And it, but it's crazy to me that they would do something like this that really dramatically changes the way that you drive and operate your vehicle and not give you a permanent way to change it. And that just re- reminded, I was reminded of this as you were talking about, now I've forgotten what the genesis of this thing was when we, what you were talking about right before. But like, it's that kind of thing that, mm-hmm. and did I vi- avoid the warranty on the truck? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Right. But like, it, it's ridiculous that we would have to go to this just to get normal behavior back. And so many of these like add-ons, not little snitch, but other add-ons, exists just to return a feature or something that we liked for a long time that has been taken away from us, you know? Yeah. I no, I agree. I think, I think probably it's germane to what we were talking about, which is like, Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you have ad blockers. So, you know, you hate, you know, publications. It's like, well, no, it's that, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons like, like, okay. So first of all, what you're describing, 
um, I mean, that sounds, frankly, kind of broken. Unless it's that broken by design idea of like, well, it has to work this way. And yes, we'll know if you've voided your warranty. You know, so see also, what, money or fear? Well, we need a way that if the seal is broken, we can show that on an exhibit in court and we don't have to pay you billions of dollars because your kid's head got stuck in a window or something. You know what I mean? Like there's those sorts of things where in this case, like (coughs) they don't want to run afoul of the EPA or NHTSA or or whoever, probably. But I, I, I agree with you and I try not to be a backward looking person. I'm actually in a mode where I'm increasingly trying to figure out like, what I could, what what craft I can shed in terms of both bits and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. Um, so, like for example, this Mac that I set up was all from scratch, which is part of the you know a little bit of the frustration. Is I'm I I haven't even gotten like homebrew set up again, all that kind of stuff. But um, it it is it is frustrating, and and I tr- I try to use that as a teachable moment for myself to go like well. You know, and, and again, this is not about you, it's about me. But if that happened to me, I would be like, okay, 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 God, this sucks. Like, am I just being, do I have to have everything feel like 1978 all the time? And I go like, well, yes, yeah, so there's lots of stuff about that that I like. I wish I could just turn on my TV and flip a channel. Like, I miss those days of like my crappy little, every TV turned straight on and you could watch TV within seconds. You can't do that anymore. And, and that's a bummer. In your case, though, I'm with you. That feels broken uh, and it feels like, you know, like, I, do, is there a thing in the manual that says, hey, if you don't like this thing, here's how to take your dashboard apart and do it? Is that like in the official manual? Probably not. And, and, well, it's in the, it's, <laughs> it's in the manual My, that came with the gadget, but no, they don't want you to do this. The, right. So you know? it's going to be in like the, whatever the equivalent of a Chilton book is today. It'll be in the unofficial documentation about how to do something, but that's not going to be like a Ford supported feature. Anyway, I, I, I agree with you, and I don't want to sound like a pill about this, but, you know, the, I, my opinion on this will make me no friends. There's no friend to be made from this point of view. I'm not radical enough or interesting enough in any direction to make a new friend from this opinion. But, like, I do believe that we should, to the extent possible, take the easy and obvious steps to protect things like privacy and security. Does that make me a person who's going to like spend, am I, am I going to be like building my kernels from source all the time? And like, I no no. But like my friend's dad always said, you, you lash the screen door to keep the honest people honest. And I, I think that's, that's a reasonable thing to do. And in the case of like doing what I can to say, well, you're not allowed to track me to the extent that I have a choice in this. Well, not only does that have a potential benefit in terms of privacy and security, it makes everything so much faster. You know, like back in the day being a Mac user and no shade, no lemonade, but going and like spending any time with somebody who was on, um, you know, a two, early 2000s Windows box. And it was just like, wow, because haven't you, I bet you everybody knows somebody. This is not a proud thing. I bet everybody knows somebody who eventually did the equivalent of putting their PC on the curb and getting a new one because they're like, uh, this one is this, as we used to say, this got road hard and hung up wet. Like this, there's nothing I can do to bring this thing back from the world of viruses and zombies and like needing to just as a matter of course, reinstall your OS every Mm -hmm. few months like people used to do. Wasn't that SOP was like, you just do that sometimes. Yeah, that was just part of maintaining a computer. And it just like rakes the gremlins out. You know, it's the only way to do that. So I don't want to end up in that state. I don't like, I don't want to like, I don't know, stop, stop wheezing my juice is what I'm saying. But you know, we could all be better. Let's be honest. Yeah. This Twitterific bird is really cute. The tweet bot bird is very upsetting. 
is an old version of the tweetbot bird where its mouth looks like a, like a duck with a horn for a mouth, like some kind of a cryptozoological uh, aberration. I don't care for that. <clears throat> I like those companies, though. I can't find the exact link uh, for the Fixerific extension, but I, uh, I'll put Twitterific in notes and you can start there. Dan, um, is there something you wanted to tell me about? That I you would like? love to tell you about Squarespace. Uh, I love hearing about Squarespace, buddy. So, you know, at, it, at its core, Squarespace is a website that lets you build websites. Mm. That's the easiest way to describe it, I think. It lets you, you have cool an idea. if they sold anvils like that, if you could buy yeah. an anvil that mm. made other anvils. <laughs> It'd be kind of like a, like a uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooms mm. with buckets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, Squarespace in a nutshell is, is it lets you, you have an idea, you want to do something, you want to make a website and you don't even know, maybe you start out Merlin. This is the cool thing. How often does this happen? You start Uh out thinking that you're going to do one thing and later you wind up doing something different or you decide that the thing that you were going to do needed to do X and Y, but in in actuality it needs to do A, B, C, and D. You don't know that going into it. So you need software. That's the nature of expertise, Dan. Right. You don't, you don't, you, all the stuff between, I got an idea, like I say, cognition to completion. How do we always lower, lessen, shorten the path? I have words for going from cognition to completion. I know there's pretty websites out there that I'd like to have. And I know I'm sitting here not knowing a gosh darn thing about it and have no interest in learning. Like, what are you going to do? That's, uh, that feels like a very unsympathetic situation. But what if you wanted to make a pretty website and you learn that there's a way that you can do that? And what if I told you that it's actually really fun? It's fun to use. It's fun to design. It's fun to maintain. It's basically Legos for the public internet. You get, you just go put this sorry Lego Lego brand block Lego Lego brand block product. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to get sued, Dan. No, I don't want you to get sued. Especially by Squarespace. They bring a little Ryan. Out. Little Ryan might be a lawyer now. It could be him and two other guys in a trench coat. That's right. He's you very little. That. Well, so here's, this, this here's makes the it thing. easy. And they got the templates, Dan. You they can the sell templates. stuff. You can do it all. You can do it's it gorgeous. all. There is really anything that you, anything you want to do. And you if wanna... you will it, it is no dream. <laughs> this is true. Theodore Herzl. Mm-hmm. Strong men also cry. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> they, you know what? They can run with that. What day? We'll give uh-huh. them that. That's theirs. <laughs> they can use that. Uh, but here's yeah. the thing. they They are here to help you make it yourself so that you're not reliant on somebody else to, you don't have to hire, find, hire and pay someone else to do the stuff that you should be able to do there. It's about power to the people is Mm. what I'm going to give them that (laughs) they can run with that. But here's the thing, go out there, make something great. The next time you think of that thing that you want to make, you're like, Oh, I just want to focus on this cool thing that I do. Well, I don't want to have to make a website. Let let Squarespace make the beautiful website for you. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. That URL, first of all, if everyone in our audience went there, I think Squarespace's head would explode. They wouldn't know what was going on. They wouldn't know Mm -hmm. what to do. They'd say, I don't know what's happening. What's happening right now? So people Mm. should just do that. But when you're there, look around, take a look around. When you're ready to sign up, you, you use the promo code, or as Merlin says, the show code, Show code. It's your show. That's a smushed together is one word with no spaces because that's how they like it. That's how they do things over there. One word, everything's smushed together. It's your show. So mm-hmm. you're going to go there. You're going to put that in and you are going to get 
off your first purchase of a website. Now, they also let you register domain names there. You say, you know 200, what? 200 domain name extensions. I don't, need a, I don't need a website today, but I do need a domain Mm-mm. today. Use the code. Get your 10% off the first purchase of the domain too. I don't care what you use it for. The fact is you're going to use it. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Support us. Use the promo code or show code. It's your show. Support yourself. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. So go check it out. And thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Merlin Xavier, man. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Oh, that's I'm cute. Sending cute you little... some images. That's Vincent <laughs> yeah. Adult Man. Very adorable. And uh, cute. Oh, that second one. He's when he's touching his face. So he has a mannequin hand for a left hand and a broom for a right hand, and that's him petting Bojack. And he says, "Good horsey." Okay. Um. Hey, Dan. I don't know how this journey of yours started. How? Tell, tell me about your journey. You've gone on a journey in the last week. Did your journey start in some ways w- with our last episode? Yes. Did I stimulate you? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not I should, complaining. I should, have sought, I should have sought consent. No, it was fine. So Did I put a bee in your bonnet? Yes. Like, was it a prank? Okay. All right. So um, one of the things that I got that we can talk about, which is, I want to mention it because I want to go on, I want to go on record about it. Okay. Because I need to be on record with this and because it's a shorter conversation. You're saying you're going on record right now. I'm going to go on record with something here. Okay. And uh, what I got, I... Uh, I got something, now I have real problems with the company name and I'm hesitant to say it and I feel, I feel stupid saying it and I'm embarrassed to say it, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say it anyway because there's no other way to do it, but I'm only going to say it once. Okay. The name of the company is Aftershocks and it's mm-hmm. spelled A-F-T-E-R-S-H-O-K-Z. <gasps> is this those bone phones? Yes, bone phones. Oh, do they work? Yes, they do work. In there are a... people who swear by them, and I figure it must be some kind of jam up where you pay $1,000 to some celebrity to wear a blouse. You're telling me that these, you put these on your bones and they're actual phones? Yes. So here's how this works. <gasps> I, I had had the problem with the original AirPods where they just, the battery stopped working and then the thing, other thing doesn't work and the whole thing doesn't work. And I said, you know, here's my opportunity to either get a new pair of like the pros or try something a little bit different. And I wasn't, it wasn't the high priority for me, but I, I'm, uh, one of my friends swears by the, uh, I'll just call them bone phones. I won't call. I won't call it the name of the company again. I feel like I feel like these come up. I want to say uh, a headphone snob Marco Arment likes them. Well, that's interesting is this to know. Your collarbone? What? Uh, what is well, the bone on which they phone? I'll, I'll tell you. So she all right, was, all right, She's all right. wearing these things all the time and swears by them, and she's always got Who's them she? on. Who are you talking about? It's one of my friends who oh, okay, is right, the one right. who introduced me to this this concept. And she's a very active person. And she, uh, you know, always talked about how great they are and they're water resistant. She can work out with them. She uses them for her, you know, business calls and everything else. And I was like, okay. But it wasn't enough to convince me. So then the carpet cleaning guy came out and the carpet cleaning guy had them on too. And I'm like, okay, well, if the carpet cleaning guy, this is this is the universe trying to tell me something. You know, it is the universe. You're doing um, a ra- what they call it, a random sampling. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like, if you meet two people in the same day and say you should get a bone phone, I, don't turn away. Yeah, from don't that. turn away. You have to pay don't attention to things like that. Yes, yes. So I decided to try one, and there is a lot of different models. Apparently, the Air is the uh, good combination of good battery life plus uh, the uh, light lightness. Wait, so they're not too heavy and all of that kind of right. stuff. So here's the reality of this is, and it's really weird. They fit 
So they look like if, if you're familiar with a girl's headband, you know what a headband is, the headband, if you could imagine rotating the headband down so it sits on top of your ears and goes around the back of your head, that's kind of how these are shaped, hmm. if that makes sense. So they have a little, and I'll, I'll send you the URL so you can see a picture yeah, of this while we, while we talk. Um, they, they hook over your ear, and then the part that does the bone conductivity is sort of sits in front of your ear. And the reason that this is interesting and the way this works is it allows you to hear what's going on in the world because your ears are not blocked. And yet at the same time, you're hearing the music or the phone call or whatever it is that you're playing through your headphones. So unlike all other headphones the world has ever seen that fit in your ear and at least to some degree block the sound around you, these do not do that. Instead, these add sound to your experience of the world. And Mm. if that's not what you want, if your whole point is, no, 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 I want to block out the loud gym. I want to block out the road noise or, or, you know, people noise or subway noise. That's where the Sonys that I've got are real good. And so this is the opposite. You want to knock it out, but you're, no, you're saying like, I mean, it's like in terms of effect, it's Mm -hmm. something along the lines of what one gets out of the, um, the AirPods in, um, whatever that's in that translucent mode or whatever, like where you get the music, but you also get the world. Yes. And that's something that, that I generally do want. Um, so you want the world. I want the world. So you just don't want to hear Jim, whoever he is. So this has been uh, an interesting experience for me, but the weird part of it is you, you put this on and you're hearing sound, whether it's music or whatever, in, in a way that we, having been trained most of our lives with headphones, like the kind that you and I are probably both wearing right now, that it's right. like you put the headphones on to hear just what's coming out through the headphones and block out everything else. And this opens up everything else. So it's very weird, but it works. It works and it works really well. It's like a mm. hundred bucks. So I don't, <clears throat> I have, I'm, I'm not yet ready to say that I love them and will use them forever, but so far they're really cool. And I'm... I'm enjoying this different kind of experience, but you know, when I'm on the rower or something like that, I'm not going to use them because the goal then is to block out the noise of the rower. So you can listen to whatever you're listening to. So they're not an all purpose thing for if, if that's something that you want to do, but I did want to go on record and mention, I got these so that later on I can, we can do some follow up and see. I'm glad you went on, I'm glad you went on record. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The um, So I'm a big fan of the, um, I forget the name, but it's the Sonys everybody gets. I want to say like WHM. They're costly, but boy, are they ever good. Mm-hmm. WHM4s I've got. And I've also I've had the WHM3s. Uh, and these are terrific for noise canceling. Um, they come with a, t- a terrible Sony app. The only app in my life that's worse is the app for my GE Ice Maker. It's so extremely bad. And this one really feels like a privacy sucking thing. I hate that. I, I hate the idea that like you're recording what I listen to. Like, ugh. yeah, but that's great for that instance. Uh, uh, ditto AirPods. AirPods are so great for like just wandering around. And then if you need to like, oh, and with the Sony's also, if you like cup your hand over the right ear, it turns off uh, the noise canceling for a second or for as long as you hold it there. It's pretty cool. But, you know, there are times like when I'm recording something and I don't want to have cans on, like in a video, I'll use my AirPods with translucent mode. But 
it's the idea that like it's obviously the unsolved problem for a long time was noise. Well, then you get noise canceling. That's great. But the the more difficult unsolved problem is like how can I enjoy whatever's on these headphones without feeling like I'm totally isolated and antisocial? Mm-hmm. You know, because like even today, like even though I it, it, people aren't going to know that I've got translucent mode on, I just look like one of those idiots, one of those douchebags who wears headphones while they talk to somebody ordering coffee. You know. It's so I, I, I take them off just because I don't want to seem, you know, terrible. But and so you now what, what's one of the instances like going to the gym or something like where would you where are these useful now? That's not the rowing machine. Yeah, you know, I've been using them constantly. I mean, I'm not going out to the gym because of the COVID thing. But, it, you know, for me, being able to put these on and you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to a little bit of music or whatever in a way that when your kid says, hey, dad, you're not you're not missing that you're not missing out on the world and what's going on. And I, I, I don't know. I know some places it's like illegal to have headphones on while you're driving, but you could probably have these because you can still hear everything. I imagine, mm-hmm. you know, any situation where you would still want to be able to hear the world, but also hear a phone call or a podcast or music or something, it would be pretty useful. So I've just been using them a lot for a lot for phone calls and uh, and then I find that I'll listen to music when I wouldn't have before because I might need to hear, you know, I mean, even something as stupid as like, you can hear the doorbell, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like little oh, I, things I, like I, that. I, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I mean, obviously an extreme case would be when you're on a plane yeah. and you want to sleep right. or, you know, anywhere where there's a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, uh, hurly burly going on, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, you don't want to be totally cut off. And there's like... There are certain, especially like times of day where like I need to be sort of like aware of like, is this something being delivered? You know, does the, used to be like, was my, does my kid need me? And now my kid doesn't need me. So I can be as isolated as I want. Right. But, um, that's cool. And I feel like I should try these out at some point. Um, and, and so you, but they're okay for phone calls, huh? They're very good for phone calls so far. No one has, um, I've asked people say, how do I sound? I got a new headset. They're like, you sound the same. So, yep, 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 yep. That's yep. all I want here. Um, all right, cool. And, and then what was your other? Uh, well, here's the main <laughs> thing that that was the little <laughs> thing. This is the pew, main pew, pew, thing. title card match. <laughs> the main thing is all because of you, <clears throat> all because of me. So, I was looking at getting the Echo Show, and I think it was the eight, the eight. Yeah, okay. Yep, I, I've got I've got several of these. Uh, the, the super small ones are frustrating because they will not do video. Mm-hmm. So right now, the main one, which, what did you call it? Was it the Echo 5 or the 8? What's I yours? I think, well, I did not eight? get that. I did not get that one, but I think oh, it sorry. was Oh, sorry. Okay, well, now, now the eight. main Echo that's out there, that is that is cool because you can get a stand and it swivels. I think it's the Echo 8. And on my desk here, I've got the very old one that's very large. It's got a large bezel, but I like the larger <laughs> size of it. Um, and I'll have some remarks on, on ecosystem commitment. We can never point. let that go. We can never let What's it go. What's that, Bazels? Bazels. We can never about? let it go, in my oh. opinion. Yeah, it's just like a floating screen. Yeah. Uh, yes, but then I had some uh, seemingly contrary advice, contra like the things I get, but uh, yeah, tell the nice people our, about our conversation. I, I, uh, I, I permit you to talk about our conversation. You are permitted. Mm-hmm. Because you said, what should I get? Yeah, and I'm thinking that you, said, you should first I get the, showed me the, the Echo show. show, and then you said, but there's something else you should consider. And I said, what's that? And you said, the Google Nest Hub is a competitor of that. And I said, beautiful. Just when I had finally thought I knew what I was going to get. 
And then you sent me a video of you using the Google Nest Hub. And as stipulated, my demos are famously the worst. I loved it. And it's enough to say that it was enough for me to say, you know what? I think I might try this instead of the Echo Show first. And, uh, my, and my, so that's my, my what I did. My one remark here, I just want to get out of the way. Like most of the stuff I have is, is Amazon stuff because as with the Hue family of smart products, I mean, I, I made a good, I think with Hue, I made a good decision for smart home light bulb stuff as a renter. I think it was a great decision and Hue's a, it's a good system. It's just a lot, Hue shows up in lots of different places. It works with all the voice dinguses. It works with home assistant, home bridge, all of those things. That's really great. And, but the reason I, I gave you that piece of advice is like, if it were me, and I did not have a lot of skin in the game for a given voice assistant system. Right. Yeah. I think the, what's it called? Nest Hub? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have one of those. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, inter- I'm super interrupting you now. But I, my, my thought was, I would not, if it today, 2021, May 4th, year of our Lord, uh, and I were, if I were mostly starting out from scratch, I would not be as all in on the Amazon system of products. If I were, in fact, going to have a uh, you know, video voice assistant, mm-hmm. that was where my advice came from. Because all other things being equal, I find it easiest to use. I find it most powerful. I just find it most pleasant. And just the dumbest reason in the world, the one of these uh, that we have in our hallway at the house gives us so many great photos of, of our kid and our family and our mm-hmm. friends and yeah. stuff like that. It's yeah. smart because it's going into Google Photos and Google Photos knows stuff. Why not benefit from all the information you've given away? It knows I have, if 90% of my photos are of this dumb baby, well, that's probably a good sign that it's something that I love. Mm-hmm. And it's really good at that. And did I do the demo of saying favorite this? I did that, right? Uh, yeah, I think you did. I think that's so You can talk to your dingus and say favorite this. And it'll favorite that photo. Or if there's two photos, it says, do you want the one on the right or the one on the left? And that just makes it better. Well, but I mean, even just the stuff like tell me about my day. Right. All that stuff is supported in such a pr- much prettier way. And and as much as people like hate Google or doubt Google or fear Google, Amazon is is way more of a pain in the ass about shoveling crap on here that I don't want. Every once in a while, I have to go into my Echo Show and just say, no, please. It's you, Did you forget? I never want headlines. I never want recipes. I'm just hitting radio buttons left and right to just try to get to this. Right now, it has the time. It's got a picture of my kid, and that's that's all I want. I don't want to. I want to have control that I trust, and it's also just not that pretty to use. But the Google stuff, I mean, if, especially if you're in the Google I- ecosystem, it makes a pretty good amount of sense. Well, what really pushed it over the top for me was the native support of YouTube, because of course Google owns YouTube, and I watch and my kids watch a lot of YouTube stuff, and. Yes, I know you can watch YouTube in a browser on the Amazon show, but <laughs> it's not a native app. And that was something that was important to me was having it be a native app so that it would be a little bit more integrated and a little bit connected. And so that's what I wanted to do. Now, of course, with Google, you're going to run into trouble. But let before I talk about the trouble, uh, I will say that it is very cool. It is a very cool device. It looks cool. The speaker on it is not too bad. Yeah, I was going to say pretty good for the size that it is. I was actually kind of impressed with that because I didn't expect really anything. And, you know, you Hmm. mentioned existing in and having invested in like a pre-existing ecosystem. I have an original we I probably shouldn't say the Amazon keywords, but I have the original one. The very echo echo. Um. That came out 
I can't remember when it came out, but the original sort of cheap black tube, I have that one. And mm-hmm. then I also so have- it's, it's like more than like three years old, probably? Oh, way more than three years old. It could at least, I mean, it's the very first one that ever came out whenever that Oh, Jiminy. Was. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I have a Sonos One that has that service built into it. So <laughs> that's, but that's the sum total of my investment in any of these things. So it's essentially none- uh, and I didn't buy the Sonos one for that feature. I bought it because it was an, a really nice sounding speaker. So for me, there's if I don't use that on it, then who cares? Uh, the right. Echo feature. But I thought this would be an opportunity for me to try. So now here's where the problem. So I got this thing set up. It looks really cool. It works neat. And I go and the way that this process works is you get Google Home on your phone. I think mm-hmm. there's probably the way most people are setting it up. And you it, you get to the point after you've plugged the thing in and turned it on uh, to, that you use this app and the app will get it on your Wi-Fi and it'll do a couple other things. And then you have to link an, a Google account to it. Well, uh, because I'm dumb, uh, about a thousand years ago, I started out using um, what, did, what it used to be called. I don't even remember what it used to be called, but then it was renamed G Suite. And it was called yes, like they're, 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 they're a constellation of uh, productivity apps, right? That are connected. But the main reason that I did this is because years and years and years ago, um, I wanted Google to host the email for my domain mm-hmm. and uh, because it had all of the really great collaborative features. And this was back in the time period when like Gmail was like, it didn't have the integrated calendar sharing and stuff that it has now. It was the only way to really get support for all of that was, hmm. oh, it was called like Google for my domain or something. And then it became G Suite. And now I think it's called Google Workspace. So anyway, hmm. I that has been what I've been using. So like all of my history on YouTube is there and all of... And like the YouTube subscription. So the point being that you've got, you've got, a, you've got an email address for your G Suite stuff from back in the day. And that's different from the email address that you use for Google stuff today? Well, no, that's still what I use for Google stuff today. I do have a oh. separate Gmail account that I made a while ago that I use sometimes, but I, I don't, that's not primary. Primary for me is my main email address, which is part of the G Suite or Workspace or whatever I'm supposed to call it. And that's where everything lives. That's where all my calendars are. That's where all my contacts are. That's where my schedules and reminders are. That's my YouTube account with premium on it. That's everything. Well, Mm -hmm. historically, for whatever dumb reason, Google doesn't always support using most of the cool stuff that Google has unless you're just using a regular Gmail account. It won't work with G Suite accounts for some dumb reason. So I I didn't know this going into it. So I'm trying to like get it set up and it just spins and spins Mm -hmm. and spins and nothing ever happens at this setting up screen it just hangs and like when i say hangs like i left it there i went and got lunch and ate it and came back and it was still spinning like okay this clearly isn't gonna work and i googled that and it turns out that you they want you to use a regular gmail address with it but it's not that simple so i did set it up with my regular gmail address and i thought this is great except i don't have my access to my premium youtube i don't have my history um i don't have my calendars or anything else so I read and read and read, and finally I found a, a bunch of people on Twitter um, had uh, suggestions that, of course, didn't didn't work or help. And I was <laughs> <course>. able to <laughs> finally, of course, in that yes, uh, finally I was able to find a some you know, and again, listen to these the the, the instructions on how to do this in Google are just ponderous, man. Hmm. And 
finally, I found out that you can kind of make this stuff work if you go in and enable, you have to manually go into the Google Suite stuff and turn on uh, search and assistant. You have to turn that feature on, which is off by default, of course, because who would want to do that? So Mm. you have to turn that on, then wait 24 hours or up to 24 hours. It didn't take a full 24 for me. Then you will then be able to uh, connect, link a G Suite account to it. And now all of a sudden, behold, I have access to my premium YouTube account and some other things, but hmm, not my calendars. So what? Yes. So if I were to hmm. say, I won't say it here, but if you say to Google, you know, what's my day or show me my appointments or when it, whatever, it will have a little message come up that says, you know, contact your your administrator to enable this feature or something like that. Well, I am the administrator. And finally, <laughs> after searching, I'm searching a lot. I found an article that is entitled uh, let let users assistance access Google workspace. Ooh, that's what I want. And it lets you do things like what's on my schedule today or create an event for 1 p.m. on Friday or when's my next meeting. You can mm-hmm. do that. But only if you do this. So listen, here are the steps to enable this. You have to join the Google Workspace with the Google Workspace with Google Assistant beta program. Hmm. And to gain access to these features, you must apply to the beta program and turn on specific services for your organization. Step one, apply to I, the... I, I'm really adrift, but this sounds... Listen, about, listen so to this confused. though. Listen to this. Okay. You're going to like this line. This is all okay. you. Apply to the Google Workspace with Google Assistant beta program by filling out the test application... And pre-general availability program agreement, also known as PAPA. What in the hell? So I have done that. I filled out the test application, and then I filled out the I've pre-general blah, 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 availability something, something program Google, agreement. Something something Google. Something something Google. Pop up. Papa. P a p a. Papa. Like what you call? Oh, your, like your, like a Papa blocker. Daddy. Papa. Oh, your daddy. So uh, I have done that, and then apparently after you do that. You have to wait for approval by Google. And if Google hmm. approves you, then it says if your application is accepted, and I don't I don't know if mine will be or not, you'll receive an email confirming your organization's you enrollment. You want to get the big envelope. When you get the big envelope, that means you got in. And then you can go in and do all of those things. So I have to wait hmm. and see if it allows me to do this. And if not, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. So if it if I can't get that, then my choice is this, and I I don't know what the this best is thing really to do. Weird. I I'm pretty adrift, uh, Jeff Dan. I'm sorry. I'm trying so hard to pay attention, but but the the what is the crux of this is something having to do with you've got an account mm-hmm. that we can refer to as an email address, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You've got an email address for something, mm-hmm. and not all the stuff you'd like is associated with that email address. And to get that on your electronic dingus, you have to like work s- with Google under these terms. You can't just punch that in, do your 2FA and Bob's your uncle. You've got to like work through people at Google to be allowed. If you, if you are if you trying get to use a Gmail account that is part of a <laughs> workspace or G Suite or whatever it's called. Yes. Oh, so is that to prevent a rogue employee from doing something weird? <sighs> 
I have no idea why there are so many restrictions on these accounts. And, and, you know, for a while it was, it was the same thing with other features. They just are really, really slow to do it. So my choice is going to be this. Let's say this doesn't work. Fine. Mm-hmm. My choice is going to be basically switch over to using my regular Gmail account. In other words, cancel my premium subscription on my old YouTube account, go mm-hmm. and create all of, you know, because I have a ton of subscriptions of this content that I watch. I have to resubscribe to all of those on the new account, lose all my history, switch premium yeah. over to the new account and move all of my calendars over from my other one to mm. the new account just to use this damn thing or say, screw it and get an Amazon show. And I mm. haven't decided which I'm going to do. And I have to wait another, I don't know how long, how long until Google approves me if they even do. I don't know. But that, why why add these complexities? Why not just say, you know what? We're going to let mm-hmm. these accounts have access to this feature too. I don't understand. I don't understand. But it's I blame myself for ever using this service in the first place and having mm. my main email address there. But mm. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, and then if I okay. do switch, Dan, yes. if I do switch to the... Uh, premium account then i gotta go to all my ipads all my computers on my yes. iphone and switch over to using that account for youtube it definitely on feels, all those. it feels very parallel it feels very perilous come on and it, there's there's two um a couple different directions to well let's let's put it this way there's a couple things about google historically at least in the sort of the i don't know the hagiography on the one hand you know let's just put it this way there is it is said that you know, and we say like, oh, it's my fault for using this. And there's there's points where I'm like, I, I'm so glad I used Gmail. I, I'm so glad I've got all that stuff in there. It really is. It becomes almost like a, I don't know, like a journal or a, it's almost like ambient computing where like, as I've said before, some combination of my Apple photos and Gmail will enable me to find most things by association, right? So if I know that I went to, I went on this trip in the summer of 2011 I, you know, I know the basic advanced search terms to go and find that really easily. And I can, again, I can go look at my photos and that's really helpful. I love having all that history. But the other thing is like, if you're sort of pot committed to the address that's associated with Gmail, um, that means that's the, that's the lowest layer in, in this, uh, like sort of lowest level in this building. Like that's where all the Mm -hmm. real guts, like there's so much stuff where, let's put it this way. If something happened and you were locked out of your Gmail account, you'd be bumming. Like, it's real, real bad. Now, it is said, and I find this very troubling, and I try not to think about it because I'm not sure what to do about it, but it said that, that if you get locked out of your Gmail account, they're not surpassingly helpful. Yeah, I've that heard that. Stuff. I've heard that. And I, I mean, I've just heard that so many times, and it's, you know. Anyhow, but I wonder if there's a similar thing here. On the one hand, I wonder if it's a precaution or at least nominally, you know, in name only, maybe a precaution against, let's say, a somebody who quit a year ago still has the creds for, if not an admin, mm-hmm. maybe something. Maybe mm-hmm. they used to be. I don't know how any of this stuff works, but I'm guessing it's a little bit like you know, Unix permissions, and like they may not have the root <laughs> uh, account information for your G Suite thing, but they might have. You know, they could get into staff or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, I wonder if that's a way to say like that prevents somebody from goofing with your, that it has nothing to do with the voice assistance and everything to do with security inside of a team. You know, you're probably and, onto something with that. 
Because that makes more. I'm, why would they do that punitively? I as much don't as Google know. may not be perfect at everything, they like everybody. You buy one of these goddamn godforsaken things and set it up. It'd be nice if that was as fast and as easy as. Let's be honest, it is on Apple. Mm-hmm. Like setting up a HomePod on Apple, it's not perfect, but it's it's perfecter than everything else. But it's and just so, weird. It's weird to me that that if you have a Gmail account that's part of an organization, you can't do yeah. this stuff. But if you have just the How do you regular, it? can't you disassociate it somehow? No, no, no. Mm. I would have to migrate everything over to a, a new Gmail account. Well, that sounds really frustrating. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to do it. Maybe that's what I'm gonna have to do. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I wouldn't put my hands in the dragon's mouth. <laughs> I mean, there there is a lot of stuff like there at various times. For example, with PayPal, where I didn't want to do anything with PayPal, like that I didn't have to do with PayPal. Just because, I mean, even if you had a hundred bucks in there, like PayPal used to be, have a real hair trigger, a very anxious security guard was PayPal. Where like, if it detected, you get the fraud stuff, right? Like with a debit card mm-hmm. and that's frustrating, mm-hmm. especially if you're traveling, that's when it's most likely to happen. But like, there's all kinds of stuff where like, if anything goes wrong, you're going to have to try and get someone on the phone. And at that point, just clear your calendar. And that's true for so many things. <laughs> no, when I say right, don't put your hand in the right. I mean, I don't. And so in this instance, um, see also, Google's not very helpful at account errors. Um, I, I would keep my hand out of that dragon's mouth. I would certainly not. In order to use a voice dingus, I would not do all the things that you're describing here. That's crazy. Especially if you can get an Amazon for, you know, the same or cheaper. Right. But I don't know. Um, it, it has made me very reluctant. This is a big pattern in my life is, you know, I don't, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But also if it is broke, make sure you get the right person to try and fix it. Otherwise you can screw yourself up three times as bad. If you, you know, if you try to cheap out on an electrician, the results will rarely be great. And with this stuff, like I just, I am, I do have, I'm very loss averse or what's the word I'm looking for? Conservative about a lot of this stuff. There was certainly a time where like, even until recently, I was always a year behind on full dot updates on Mac mm-hmm. where I would always be like, you know, you just don't want to screw up your stuff by just being over, let alone running betas. There's just all this stuff where like, I have a sense that there's some kinds of things where I could be on the bleeding edge and the alphas, like just for poops and giggles. Mm-hmm. But there is like production stuff, even in my little world that I really don't want to screw up. Um, that's frustrating. Well, if anybody out there can help Dan with his Google, you know, hit him up, Dan Benjamin. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I thought that was going to be fun. And that oh, was it really is depressing. fun. And I'm loving this thing. And the, and the thing is, but you can, how are you? You're just not getting your calendars? There's no calendars. The no calendars. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And I mean, you know, there have been so many bumps along the road of just having a G Suite account and using it for stuff that where things have not worked or things have not been integrated or, you know, certain things have not been supported that I just have half a mind to say, screw it and just switch over to an, another one anyway. Well, but it's me, the idea of migrating mm, all that stuff over. No, no migrate. No migrate. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> if I, I don't super understand what you're talking about, but I think I understand part of what you're talking about. So you are currently, when you set up your new Google device through the Google app with the Google Dingus, mm-hmm. uh, you're using what we could call like your regular like modern, up-to-date, all your your Gmail stuff except for calendars is all under what we'll call email one. No, everything is under, no. Um, how, how are you getting everything but your calendars right now? Okay, so if if you go to Google Workspace, which is workspace.google.com, 
G Suite uh-huh. just got better. Introducing Google Workspace, everything you need oh. to get anything done now in one place. Okay, mm-hmm. so the tools you love, thoughtfully connected. Hmm. Basically, if you have a company and you have a handful of employees, you can say to Google, host my host five by five dot TV for me. All email will come into that. And then right. I can control access within the organization. So if I have three or four people working with me, I can set up group calendars. I can do sharing. I can use Google Docs. And within Google Docs, we can set up permissions based on roles within the organization. All of this great stuff that you have yeah, that's built yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that it's free anymore, but it was free for a while. And okay, um, okay. And, and so- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to- okay. my, let me, I'm trying to get I'll to get a, you there. Uh, I'll get you there. I don't, I don't want to understand this. This sounds yeah. insane. Well, anyway, well, that's okay. what my Gmail account- account is under as opposed to going to gmail.com and just registering there that's so it's the not only that difference. you have two email addresses with different stuff is that correct i you have, have one, one email address one. and you just can't get to some of your stuff owing to its association with this uh, the thing you're describing here that's right mm. and and, and everything that i have under that like my paid youtube account and my history and all my calendars is all under the email address that i created through Google Workspace. As opposed well, they should help to, you out with that, Dan. That seems like that wouldn't be very difficult. Well, let's see. Is it just happens. calendars you're not getting? That's the only thing left now. Yeah. And if you create new calendars on that account, they're also not available? Oh, you can't get access to any calendaring at all. Hmm. That um, seems weird. And there's other features, but they don't tell you what they are. They're like, not all features will be supported. I'm like, well, what do I do now? Hmm. So I'm, I'm going to have to switch. I know I'm going to have to switch. Switch what? To, to a some ecosystem? generic gmail.com account. So your whole hang up with this is you're not getting calendars on your Google Home Hub, Nest Hub. And, right? and other features apparently too. Like what? I don't know. They didn't I, tell dude, me. Dude, that's, that's madness. If you I can know. mostly, why, why wouldn't you just be mostly just using it to, to just say, turn off my lights and stuff like that? You don't need all everything on there, do you? Well, the whole point of it is to be able to look at my calendar or ask it to set up a meeting for me or remind me of something. It can't do that because it has nowhere to store those things if it can't access calendars. I can't do reminders. I can't do any of that stuff. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, that, you could accomplish that for 100 bucks with the HomePod Mini uh, pretty easily. And it's not a bad speaker, but now you got two home assistants. Right. Well, if anybody out there has a solution to help Dan get his calendars and other features, you know, uh, you know, uh, th- throw a brother a bone, but not not too hard. Right. I it's frustrating, Dan. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. to hear that. Yeah. The photo stuff is great. Can you get photos on there? Yes. Can you get your Google Photos? Yes, I can access those. Oh, it's real nice. I'd have to move those too. Yeah, I mean, the other nice thing that's kind of an emerging thing, at least with this, I guess this works with Amazon. But one nice thing about the Google stuff, the Apple stuff, is you can have multiple voices. So your family, you know, like, like I'm guessing probably your son probably would enjoy, like you can have, it will recognize the different voices and do different things, which is really cool and very novel. Um, mm, I don't like this Dan account stuff as a dragon's mouth. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know what to do. We'll see next by next week. I'll have it figured out though. One way or another. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, is there anything I can help with that's a happy thing? How can, how can I how can I, I got help? these cool bone conducting headphones. Bone conductors. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot with my stream deck, and that's really fun. I had a, I don't want to talk about it here because it'd be probably super boring, but at some point I've got to talk about what I'm doing with stream deck because 
uh, last week the blow, the doors just blew off, and I can do the most amazing stuff on my Stream Deck now. I figured out that there's a plugin for BitFocus Companion that you can run inside of the Elgato Stream Deck app, mm. which means that all of my stuff from Companion, which means all of my stuff from Home Assistant, I get all the benefits of the stuff that the Stream Deck software does and all the benefits of the BitFocus Companion stuff. Does this sound like potentially a foreign language, perhaps like a tech Esperanto? A little, yeah, a little. It's cool, though. I can turn my fans on and off with a button. My Elgato lights, boom. You can have multiple things. So, like, for example, I got a podcast button, and when I click that, it changes my inputs and my outputs and my fans. And then it toggles. It's got a toggle, Dan. Mm. Toggles. Mm -hmm. Toggling. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else? Let's see. Oh, Rabbit Rabbit. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably it. Little Snitch, Gadgets, Vincent Adult Man. Uh, and we talked about Squarespace. I think, I think we've done everything uh, that we can for people. I think so too. And it's actually really good timing because I, um, I have like a phone call that I can't get out of in like two oh, minutes. I'm really sorry. No, well, me then, too. Then can we, you get me out of the phone call in two minutes? I mean, I can't, I don't know. I would love to help you with the phone call and with your Google stuff. Cause you know, I draw a lot of water in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in this I've time. heard that. I've heard that you mm -hmm. do. Just <laughs> beachfront community. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it that way. You know, Jackie Treehorn treats women. How does he treat women? Like, like he treats objects like women. Mm -hmm, Is that it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he draws a dong. <laughs> um, okay, let's button this up. Okay. Okay, I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man.